Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Sinn Féin's health spokesperson, David Cullinan, is in Limerick today. He's meeting with staff and patients at University Hospital Limerick. He'll also visit South Hill Community Hub in O'Malley Park. And David Cullinan is on the line now. Good morning to you. Good morning, Joe. So, if something we have debated as late as the last couple of days on the show, serious issues in University Hospital Limerick at the moment. There's the COVID outbreak, huge numbers in admissions in recent weeks. The INMO says staff are suffering from burnout. What would Sinn Féin do that hasn't already been tried to ease this crisis? Well, first of all, Joe, I'm, I'm happy to be in Limerick today and obviously as the health spokesperson, I want to go to the hospital itself and meet with patient advocate groups, uh, healthcare trade unions, but also the management of the hospital to establish exactly what the core of the problem is. Uh, obviously, we have big challenges in healthcare right across the state and what's happening in Limerick, although Limerick is one of the worst hospitals for overcrowding, we're seeing similar situations in Kerry, in Cork, in Waterford. I was in Cork on Monday. And what we're seeing is overcrowding becoming a feature again. We had a press statement yesterday from the Irish Nurses and Midwives Organisation worrying about uh, the numbers of people on calling. The only thing I say to you is that it was still a problem during COVID in Limerick. You know, we were still getting reports while COVID was at its height of overcrowding problems at times. Yes, and, and I think uh, Limerick, as I said, is uh, has particular problems. And I know there was a new 60-bed modular unit that was built, but it, obviously the capacity isn't there, which is why I want to talk to hospital management. But you asked me what we would do differently. Uh, we obviously have to look at what additional capacity is needed in healthcare and then target the resources where they are needed. Uh, there was additional spend made available in last year's budget for health of $1.2 billion. Amazingly, about $350 million of that will have gone unspent, and that includes money that was provided for additional acute beds. So there's about 200 beds that were promised, that were funded, that were meant to be delivered, but just didn't happen because, was the, because money the money wasn't spent. Well, it was right across the board, Joe, so partly maybe to do with staff. So they promised in the budget last year to recruit an additional 14,500 staff. They say they're on target now to have about 7,500 additional staff, but half of those would have been for COVID, so test and trace in that area. Uh, they promised, as I said, additional beds, about 200 of those won't come on stream, and they also committed $150 million for enhanced community services to provide care in the home. Okay, half of that won't be spent. Right, so that's fair enough. There's so a, lot, what a, lot, we're, a lot of figures in there. But what, I, I, what, I'm I saying is, what I'm saying is that the funding that was committed last year wasn't spent, and now what we have is a crisis where we have almost 900,000 people on waiting lists. Uh, we have overcrowding in hospitals like Limerick. We have real difficulties. But the thing about uh, Limerick is, you know, I mean, we've had ministers in this studio, ministers for health over the years. I remember one distinctly saying, committed to resolving the issues in the short term. The other saying, do his best because I suppose discovered his predecessor couldn't do the things that maybe he said he was going to. But reconfiguration was our first problem when that happened. And other things have um, being piled on top of that. There are particular issues in Limerick and for whatever reason, people don't seem to be able to get on top of them. Well, what I would say, Joe, is that I can't be held responsible for the failures of others. And I'm not. I'm not. No, what I'm, what I'm, I'm saying I'm just... to you is, though, our, our listeners have heard a lot of promises from politicians over the years, things that they would do and they would address. And yet there are many of our citizens 
who end up, and I think every family has experienced this, including my own, end up on a trolley for an acceptably, unacceptably long period of time at the emergency department. And I think in fairness, in fairness to listeners here, maybe particularly post-COVID, they've had it. They've had it up to their eyeballs with this. Well, if I can respond to that. So, first of all, I fully accept the frustration that people have in Limerick in relation to health services in the hospital. And Morris Quinlevin, uh, or the Sinn Féin TD for Limerick, has raised those issues time and again. And you were right that parties in government and politicians of various governments of the past have made all sorts of promises on healthcare which have not materialised. I can't be held accountable for the failures of others. What I can do is to set out my vision of what I would do if I was Minister for Health. But equally, I've given a commitment to uh, my team in Leinster House that I will visit each and every county where there are challenges in their area in healthcare, which is why I'm in Limerick and why I'm talking to patient groups, why I'm talking to staff, why I'm talking to ambulance paramedics, why I'm talking to hospital management, to figure out exactly what the particular problems are in Limerick, but I'm conscious of what the problems are across the health service. I'm not going to make any promises, Joe, Joe, if I can just make this point, I'm not going to make any promises that I can't follow through on. And I've accepted, when I launched Sinn Féin's alternative budget for health last week, that it will take time to solve all of the big challenges in healthcare. I understand that point, and I think people will appreciate the fact that you're not prepared to make promises that you don't feel you can keep. The one difficulty that people have is in the run-up to an election, certain commitments are generally made around this particular issue in Limerick. That's just the reality of it. We know what we're talking about here because we've heard them all on this show. And then you get to the point after the election where things do not improve and people begin to wonder, will they ever improve? And unfortunately, the answer that most rational thinking people have come to at this stage is they probably won't. Well, you see, I have a different conversation with people, Joe, and I've been in. Don't be trying that one well, on me. Sorry, I listen, when, I listen when, to Limerick people every single Joe, day if you're, if you're not when prepared, you're here or when you're not here. Joe, so, if you, Joe, if you're not prepared to let me answer the question, so I can first of all, I can speak for myself, and I can speak for the exchanges I've had. So I've already been in Cork. I've been in Kerry, I've been in other counties where I've spoken to many, many people who are victims of a bad health service. And while there is a frustration, and while there is, uh, uh, often people will say, I've heard it all before from politicians, but there is also an appetite for change. And you look at what happened in the last election campaign where people did vote for change, and then look at the most recent opinion polls where the vote for Sinn Féin has actually increased. And I think there are some in the media, but certainly some in the political world, who actually who actually haven't got their head around the fact that people are seeing things differently. They are looking at parties like Sinn Féin, who they see as the party of change that will uh, deliver what they say they will deliver and actually try and solve some of the big problems, whether it's in housing, but also from my perspective in health. So all I can do, Joe, is my best. Yes, there are people uh, that I meet who can be quite cynical about politics, but there are equally people who are working on the ground, who are working in hospitals, who are providing healthcare, who know that there are things that can be done to make it better. Uh, and we're talking about the problems in the here and the now, the real problems for people in Limerick okay. and waiting lists, and, so, and that so, is the big so you challenge. But, as, but you, equally as you said so, yourself, you don't want to make promises. We're talking to Sinn Féin's David Cullen, and he's the health spokesman. You don't want to make promises that you can't keep after an election, for example. But what I'm not going to do, Joe, is accept the premise 
at the very start that nothing can change and that we forever and a day have to put up with what people in Limerick have been putting up okay. with for far too long. So, so, I so think can that's you, a poor you, starting point. I mean, what can you tell people then about um, targeted and actual improvements in the particular ongoing difficulty at UHL, particularly in the emergency department. And and what I will say is exactly what we propose in our alternative budget, which came from meeting with over 100 groups, including trade unions and consultants and nurses and doctors over the last year. I launched Fenn's alternative health budget, not first to the media, but to over 100 groups who work in the, in the area of healthcare, who understand the type of changes we want to make. So we proposed a package of measures of $1.4 billion. Specifically, what would that mean for Limerick? We committed to an additional 828 new uh, build public beds. 600 of those would be uh, acute inpatient beds. Obviously, some of those would have to go to Limerick. What consultants also tell me is that they don't have the surgical theatre capacity. They don't have the diagnostic capacity. We proposed €150 million Euro of additional spend, which would only be in one year and would have to be sustained for a period of years to ensure that consultants in hospitals like Limerick have the support staff, have the beds, have the surgical theatre slots, have the diagnostic equipment to do their job. If we don't put those capacity measures in and target the resources, which is the point where they're needed, um, I think we have a problem. There are also things that we can do that actually don't cost money. We have a system that doesn't speak to itself. We don't have an integrated waiting list management system. I don't even believe that the figure of 900,000 is actually accurate because there's a huge amount of duplication. So our starting point isn't even right. So there are things that we can do that are smart, like having centralised referral systems, integration waiting list management systems that actually don't cost money, Joe, but can, can and should be done. Right, so if those things are done, are you saying then that the person who ends up in the emergency department of UHL won't end up on a trolley, sometimes for days on end. What I'm saying, Joe, is that I will be in Limerick today and I will be meeting with the management of the hospital and the clinical leads and I'll be listening to exactly what they tell me are the resources that they need. And I can't promise that I can solve every single problem in healthcare because how can you when you have 900,000 people on waiting lists, 200,000 people waiting for a diagnosis and we're a long way away from the big reforms that were promised in terms of an Irish National Health Service from Schlontecare. What I can commit to is setting out realistic, deliverable proposals in our budget that I believe would make a difference. And I'm setting them out as part of what would be, in a term in government, what would Sinn Féin do? We would target the resources that are needed most. Yes, we will uh, put more money into healthcare because we need capacity. But equally, we will make the changes that actually don't cost money, that make healthcare um, work better for people because our health service doesn't work for the vast, vast majority of people, certainly those people who are waiting far too long on waiting okay. lists. And it's not and, even just the number of people I'm, I'm on waiting question. lists, do, do it's you, how long they're waiting. Do you think that you would have the buy-in across the health service that you would need? Because the truth of the matter is, and we know this in Limerick, you know, different sectors of the health service come at this from different perspectives and, and they will defend their own patch. That's just human nature. Well, as I said, I, I've, I've engaged, Joe, with literally hundreds of people and over a hundred groups made up of 
health advocate groups. Last week I met with the Irish Hospital Consultants Association. The week before I met with the Irish Nurses and Midwives Organisation. And what I said to them is that I want to transform healthcare. I want to make the investments which are necessary. I've listened to what all of the patient advocate groups, uh, but also the people who work on the front, front line in healthcare are saying, and I have my view of the changes that need to be made. And I'm saying to them, trust me that I will do what I say I will do. Uh, give Sinn Féin the chance to bring about the changes which are necessary. Other parties have had their chance and they've created a deeply unfair two-tier health service that isn't working. And all I can do, uh, Joe, is come to places like Limerick, visit the hospital, deepen my understanding and then do my right. best. And that's exactly okay. what I will well, do. Well, you've made your case. And by the way, and I think you'll accept this, you've been given the opportunity to make your case as well this morning. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so, of course. We, so we appreciate that. And thank, thank you, you very Joe. much for talking to us this Take morning. Take care. Thank you. That's uh, Sinn Féin's health spokesperson, David Cullinan. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.